Thank you for joining us on Time Out with the Lord with my pastor, Dr. Mrs. Senye Obilulu Briggs, who ministers at the Chapel of God International Worship Center. Today's episode will uplift your spirit and edify your soul. Lord, you are our everything. Thank you for all that you have caused us to achieve. We thank you in the morning you woke us up. You've led us through. There are some people in other parts of the world where they are just waking up. Some are still sleeping. Only you can be God here and be present over there. You are just too great, too great, too mighty. We worship you. We adore you. We just thank you for being our God. For we do not know what life would have been for us without you. Today, in great humility, we bow and we call you Lord God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. We totally submit ourselves unto you. Be our God forever. At this hour, Lord, we are, we are feeling very privileged to be invited to come to your presence and to be part of the sharing, the receiving of the word of life that will keep us steady keep us secure, keep us strong, preserve us until when we see you face to face. Father, we thank you for this. Your word, we ask, let it come. And we pray that you give us correct understanding that your word indeed will bring life to our situations and that we will not be overwhelmed by whatever we see, that our hearts, Lord, will be tuned towards you and unto you, that the things of the world will not be that which is pleasant to us, that will forsake the way that you are showing us. Lord, let that not be our portion. And so we say, let your word come. Let your word come. We are open to receive your word. Teach us. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that has been with us, that keeps convicting us and keeps directing, guiding us. Today, it's a wonderful day. It's a blessed day. There'll be more of it. There'll be more insight, more revelations, and mysteries will be revealed to us. And we'll not be surprised. Surprise is not our portion, except when you bless us in a manner that we cannot even imagine. Lord, we thank you for everything that you are doing for us. Lead us, O Lord, and let your word come forth and bless our souls. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Our Bible study portion is taken from... Joshua, the book of Joshua, chapter 19, from 24 to 39. And it talks about the distribution of the lot, the division of the lots that was given to two of the sons of Jacob called Israel. One is Asher and the other is Naphtali. Now, Today, we've been talking about dividing the inheritance that came to each families. I want us to just go back a little bit and appreciate how these things came about. Joshua led the people of Israel from the time Moses was taken away till they entered the promised land. God encouraged him. The Lord told him to be courageous, to be strong. Beginning of the book of Joshua chapter 1 beautiful 
he encouraged him and he promised him and told him he said the way i was with moses i will be with you and so with such strong words and all the promises you know especially after having seen the way that god dealt with uh, the people of egypt how they no longer saw them again once they crossed the, the red sea he took courage and valiantly fought many wars so many and had victory over the occupants of the promised land the land known as land of canaan you know which was promised the children of israel by god almighty now we will read the summary of the conquest the various kings the various lands so that you understand you appreciate will not gloss over it you appreciate what god did you know before it comes to the sharing of this this thing god destroyed many lands many kings many nations for the sake of his people for the sake of his people god put aside so many kings and so many nations there's so much bad news around it's all over the place you know and people get scared people get worried people in fact the more we hear bad news the more we all our hearts is open to receiving more bad news and the the more more bad things are happening but there's something good there's something beautiful which is why i want to share that we may see the power of god that which god does for his children when we hear of them will be encouraged will, will be made to stand we will not will not be shaken like a leaf you know when we see things happen we we'll, we will know that our god will stand for us he will, he will, he will take care of us because when we see how things are happening around us how men are falling you know it 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 makes some of us to succumb and in fact be expectant and that's why you see the suicide rate you know increasing it's like men are becoming hopeless but i want you to know that your father your father is the most mighty man in battle he used strange means to defeat great kings a confederate army of five kings that is five kingdoms will come together and it was nothing to a small people called israel who had no land no nation they were movers they were travelers you know and god gave them victory because god was with them it's time we acquainted ourselves with the miraculous victory you know of the tiny nation of a traveling people over great and well-established kingdoms the book of joshua is filled with it if you have time you read the whole book it's beautiful but we'll look at chapter 10 joshua chapter 10 verse 5 therefore the five kings of the amorites the king of jerusalem the king of hebron the king of jamot the king of lashish the king of eglon gathered themselves together and went up they and all their hosts and encamped before Gibeon and made war against it. Fast forward verse 9. Let's read verse 8 first. And the Lord said unto Joshua, Fear them not, for I have delivered them into thy hand. There shall not a man of them stand before thee. 
Joshua therefore came unto them suddenly and went up from Gilgad all night. And the Lord discomfited them before Israel and slew them with a great slaughter at Gibeon and chased them along the way that goeth up to Beth Horon and smote them to Azekah and unto Makeda. Now what we are seeing here is that God our Father gave Joshua strategy, surprise, surprise the enemies. Because when five nations are coming, the expectation is that you will run. So he gave them a strategy and they went. The men were confused. They were killed with a sword because they were disoriented. And that's the work of God for his people. God caused them to panic. He caused them to be confused. We say he messed up with their inside. Yes, God messed up with their inside for the sake of the victory that he had promised his children. And finally, if you read verse 11, it tells us that God also dealt with them from the outside. The Bible tells us in verse 11 that God utilized nature, hailstones. In fact, it says there were more people that were killed by hailstones than with a sword. Now, these were nations, I want you to understand. These were nations that was on the way of the inheritance of the children of Israel. Their location meant that they had to go, they had to give way because God has promised his children those places and God's word must be fulfilled. These are words of encouragement. God has given us inheritance in Christ Jesus and the inheritance is everything that Christ has. Everything that is his is ours. Whatever we see, none shall stand before us and speak and it will come to pass if we have not agreed. So we are coming into so much the blessings of Abraham, we are seeing it here. We had already started into the divisions of these things. But we are seeing how it came about. So the victory given to Joshua, Jesus Christ had already fought that battle for us and had already given us that victory. So we stand just like the children of Jacob, the children of Israel, we stand to receive, we stand to take that which belongs to us. Everything that you see belongs to you. Everything that we see belongs to us. We utilize it in a manner that will bring glory to God and that will improve us both naturally, supernaturally, spiritually. Everything that we see, the Bible says we are blessed with all spiritual blessings. And it is for the wise child of God to bring it down to know that it is yours. And so when you're stepping your foot, you know that you're walking into your blessings. We have good news, which is that you are important to God. The child of God is so important to God. You see, God does amazing things because of his children. Even the sun and the moon, if you read further, it tells you that the sun and the moon stood still. Because why? Joshua needed daylight to fight. And so he held the sun for them. The moon also stayed where it was supposed to stay. And they said, the Bible said 
that no day like that exists in the world. Not before it and not after it. So we are to walk in into what God has already done. Nature, nature, nature will cooperate with a child of God. We, we have no reason to accept that, well, it is natural. There's nothing I can do about it. That which is to be done about nature, not to affect you negatively, has already been done. And we need to understand it. Strange things will happen for your sake because you are called a child of God. And it is my prayer for us that we understand it and believe it that truly strange and beautiful things will happen to us in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Now, some will escape and some did escape. But reading through this book of Joshua, we'll find that even the ones that escaped all became so powerless because they were sought out, they were removed from the way. And the Bible tells us that the children had rests in their land of inheritance. Now I want us to read about the conquest. It's important because what we read, what we hear, what we know remains in our heart. And I want us to have these things, the, 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 the names of these places may mean not, nothing much to us. But as we hear these names, king after king, king after king, you will know that nothing is too much for your father to do for you. It does not matter whether it's an ordinary person that is pursuing you or is coming against you or your business or whatever, or whether it is nations, even if it is United Nations. We are seeing here nations, nations, not one, not two, many nations, all destroyed for the sake of the children of God and you are a child of God. So we are going to read the many things, many nations. Joshua chapter 12. Joshua chapter 12 verse 7 to 24. Verse 1 lists the kings of the lands that they smote. You know, that's the opening, verse 1. But from verse 7, I want you to please listen. And these are the kings of the countries which Joshua and the children of Israel smote on this side Jordan on the west from Balgad in the valley of Lebanon even unto the Mount Halak that goeth up to Sire which Joshua gave unto the tribes of Israel for a possession according to their divisions in the mountains and in the valleys and in the plains and in the springs and in the wilderness and in the south country the Hittites the Amorites the Canaanites the Perizzites the Hivites and the Jebusites verse 9 the king of Jericho, one. The king of Ai, which is beside Bethel, one. The king of Jerusalem, one. The king of Hebron, one. The king of Jamoth, one. The king of Lachish, one. The king of Eglon, one. The king of Geza, one. The king of Debeir, one. The king of Geda, one. The king of Homer, one. The king of Arad, one. The king of Libna, one. The king of Adullam, one. The king of Makeda, one. The king of Bethel, one. The king of Tapua, one. The king of Hepha, one. The king of Aphek, one. The king of Lasheron, one. The king of Madon, one. The king of Hazo, one. The king of Shimromeron, one. The king of Ashaf, one. The king of Tanak, one. The king of Megiddo, one. 
the king of Kadesh one, the king of Hokniam of Camel one, the king of Dor in the coast of Dor one, the king of the nations of Gilgal one, the king of Taza one, all the kings thirty and one. Now, this is not all. There were still a few at that time they made this count that were not numbered among uh, these ones. And the, the entire lot of all these kingdoms were shared. And the Bible says, so Joshua took the whole land according to all that the Lord said unto Moses. And Joshua gave it for an inheritance unto Israel according to the divisions by their tribes and the land rested joshua chapter 11 verse 23 and the land rested so i say to your situations enough their powers fail them in the name of jesus christ you will subdue your enemies in the name of jesus christ and we are talking naturally and supernaturally and so the sharing and the dividing started Though God fought for them as an entity, that is, a group, Israelites, the children of Israel, the blessings were enjoyed by the individual families. God is very meticulous. He identifies you as an individual. And scientists have proven to us, no two people have the exact same identity. According to them, our pupils are different, our eyes and our fingerprints are also different. The many numbers of human beings in this world, you know. So God dealt with them according to their families, identifying the people that were there at that time, and also being the God who knows the end from the beginning, also identifying and knowing the ones that will come after them in their generations, after thousands of years, Jesus Christ, we see, fought and gave us victory. In this case, Joshua and the children of Israel, the ones that were born after they left the desert, because all those that left Egypt, they died in the desert. So now these are their children. Their children and Joshua and Caleb were the ones that now remained and so each family each family had their lot there were 12 sons but the lot was divided also into 12 places levi did not have any but the two sons of uh, joseph ephraim and manasseh were given lots together along with their uncles and so it was done none of us will miss our lots in jesus name Yes, he's the same Jesus of yesterday, he's the same today, and he's the same forever. Our study today is about two lots, like I said, the family of Asher and the family of Naphtali. Now, Asher means happy or happiness. Asher was the child that was born after the maid of Rachel gave birth to her own uh, son and Leah decided to also send her maid 
to the husband. That's after she had had her first four children, you know, Reuben, Simeon, Levi, uh, Levi and Judah. Then uh, the maid of Rachel had children, so she too made her decision. And so she called him happy. I am happy. Whereas Naphtali was also the son of the maid of Rachel, you know, for her husband. And she called him Naphtali, meaning my wrestling, because she had struggled with her sister so much over the, the, the time and the space and the love of her, her husband. Now, the beauty here is that God Almighty received all the 12 sons and dealt with each individual, not minding how they came into the family. All, all the 12 were received individually. And they all make up the nation of Israel that God recognized. And so you see your past, that is, whatever you were before you came into the family of God. It does not matter your source, how you came. But that you are in the family of God. You are recognized. The blood of Jesus has, you know, washed you and you are clean. And you have come into the Holy of Holies to meet your father. He recognizes you as his child. And that is what counts from that day onwards. He treats you just like any other child of his. Unfortunately, human beings still look at their backgrounds, their upbringing, you know, how they came, uh, when they came, and use that to qualify themselves. But I want you to just have faith in your father, continue to love him, and have a direct, correct relationship with him on his terms. He sees you as his child, and you qualify for every blessing a child of God should have. And if his children, that is you and I, can begin to behave even a little bit like our father, the world will be a better place to live in. There will be no segregation. There will be no senior people and junior people, even in the church. We'll sit as children, brethren, as the 12 sons of Israel, will sit like the children of our father. For when he was saving us, when we were about to cross the Red Sea, he did not check who was a good person and who was a bad person. So far you were identified as an Israelite. You passed through the Red Sea. And God will deliver anyone that calls on him, anyone that comes to him and humbles himself or herself. Let God be truly our father. And let us stop making differentiation as if some people are more important than others. We are all important in the eyes of God. And let us not by ourselves look ourselves as if we do not matter. We are making nonsense of the blood of Jesus Christ that was shed for us. He found you to be very important, very precious for him to die for your sake. Your past do not matter. That you are now his is what matters. I want to tell us today that you count. I count. You are in the number. You are important. And God does not think less of you. There is a predetermined destination which God has crafted for you. 
there is a portion for you that has already been determined and if you trust him you will get there you if you believe him you will walk in there you will wait for the direction and the spirit of god will direct you and your life will be an amazing one find yourself in the word of god find yourself in the word of god you are there you are spoken for you are spoken about in the word of god discover yourself if you haven't ask the father and he will reveal you to you a lot of us do not know who we are in christ but ask god it's such a fulfilling thing when you open the scriptures and you see yourself in the scripture i see myself in the scripture i've discussed this thing before i see myself in the scripture you know and i'm actually amazed like i'm a topic i see not just you know a day of my life playing out a whole period of my life i see it in the scripture i say father in fact i ask like the psalmist what is man that thou art mindful of him psalm 8 verse 4 what is man you know it, it, it just amazes you psalm 8 verse 4 what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man at born man that you care you care about him again in psalm 144 verse 3 the psalmist asks again lord what is man that you take notice of him or the son of man that you think of him i believe that the lord has thought of me and so he has placed things in the scripture people in the scripture all i need to do is just to put my name there and it's like it's the history of saying that the lord is putting down for me to see and when i see myself like that i look at the end of the matter i am i am so joyful i'm so amazed the family of asher was mentioned in the scriptures if you go back jesus christ the bible tells us how christ came into the world before the the birth of jesus christ not much was mentioned about asher and those of us who are historians who read the scriptures will tell us that there are more important children of israel than there are some and asher would have been classified as one of the people that carry less importance that's what historians will write but it is so not so in the eyes of god asher had his place in the book of luke luke chapter 2 verse 36 to verse 38 we come across a story of a woman called anna the bible tells us that she was a prophetess that she was 84 years old and that she was a widow the bible tells us that she remained in the house of the lord in the temple she served god continually and she prayed and fasted constantly the bible tells us that she was a singer of grace and a witness of redemption this woman called anna happens to be the first evangelist that brought good news of hope that the hope that they had had since had been actualized she was the first person that brought it to them those ones that looked forward to redemption let's read verse 38 and she coming in that instant gave thanks likewise unto the lord and spake of him to all she spake of him 
to all them that looked for redemption in Jerusalem. She was the first evangelist in Jerusalem that talked about the Messiah that was promised, the anointed one that they were all looking, looking forward to. A lot of them looked forward to the coming of Christ and died without seeing him. And it was counted for them as righteousness because they believed in the coming of Messiah. They trusted God in all their actions. This woman saw the Messiah and as she saw him, she said, no, it's not something I will keep to myself. And she began to spread that good news. Brethren, even between that time and when he grew up to become, what, 30 years old, when he officially started his ministry, a lot would have died. Yes. And they would have still died believing and saying, yes, now I know that God had fulfilled his promise to our forefathers. So her job was a great assignment. And the Bible tells us she was of the family of Asher. This Asher that seemed less important. What am I saying? You are very important. God had seen you in advance. Even when you were in the loins of your great, 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 great grandfather. And that was why your lineage was preserved unto this day. That someone like you will hear the gospel. And there are things that God also expects you to do. The scripture is written for you. You find yourself inside the scripture. You will fulfill the plan of God concerning your life. Praise the Lord. God knows how important you will be and he knows how important you are. What God has planned for you in your future, it will come to pass. In future generations, they will come to pass. You will be preserved, therefore, and they too will be preserved in Jesus' name. Now, if we look at the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 33, Moses began to bless the various families that he brought out from Egypt because he was not going to the promised land with them. And so as their father, he was their spiritual father, he was the deliverer, he blessed them. He pronounced blessings on Asher in verse 24. He called them a people blessed with children. A people blessed with children. Deuteronomy 33, verse 24. Yes. And of Asher he said, mm. Let Asher be blessed with children. Let him be acceptable to his brethren. Mm -hmm. Let him dip his foot in oil. Hallelujah. Now, he picked Asher. You see, when God has said a thing, if you haven't seen it, just continue to trust him. Continue to trust him, continue to believe in him. He said they will be blessed. They will multiply. They will multiply greatly. And then they will have favor. Favor. With their brethren, they will have favor. That means they will turn right before they open their mouth to say anything. There are people around them are blessing them. So they are a blessed nation, the children of Asher. And then he said, their feet anointed. What does that mean? Prosperity follows you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Your feet anointed. There will be no struggles in your life. Incidentally, their father also in his blessing of his children in the book of Genesis chapter 49. 
in verse 20, that's a lot of Asher. Their father Jacob blessed Asher. He said, his bread shall be fat and they will have royal delicacies. That is no, no hard life at all. Their bread shall be fat. There will be no end. When it is fat, that means it is like the miracle of the five loaves. The more you eat, the more you are seeing it big. The more you eat, it is multiplying. It is able to satisfy you and satisfy you and satisfy you and even pour out to other people. Anna, the prophetess, she saw the Messiah. Some of us become acquainted with the Lord Jesus Christ. And we cannot open our mouths. My prayer is that the blessing of Asha will pour on you. So that like Anna, as you see the Messiah, there are many that are hoping, believing and trusting. Is this how my life is going to end? That you will open your mouth and you will be the one that will give them the good news. That no, their life should not and will not end in this manner. That Christ had already removed all sorrow from them and had blessed them and had fought all their battles. All the so-called things that are wrong with them. That Christ had taken it away from them. That they only need to believe and begin to allow the Holy Spirit to walk with them and they will move into the places that God has planned for them. There is someone that is waiting for you to be the Anna in his life. The blessing of Asher, they are for the children of God. First Peter 2.9 says, we are a royal priesthood. Here he's talking about royal delicacies, royal food. Who is the king of kings? Our Lord Jesus Christ is the king of kings. And I mean, we are his people. And we are called royal priesthood. So we are priests. We are princes and princesses. But we have a spiritual assignment. And so everything concerning us that go to God, we speak to God in prayer. We praise him. We bless him. We sing to him. Even our thoughts, he sees, he, he sees our hearts. The meditations of our heart, they go to him as sweet-smelling savour. Everything we offer unto the Lord is beautiful. It's royal delicacies. So that blessing, if you carry it, which you should carry as a child of God, everything about your life is okayed by God. Even the faith that you express, your faith gives him pleasure. That is the lot of you. If you don't know it, know it. Every blessing that has been uttered, all, all blessings are for you to inherit. The royal service to the king is what we offer. That's what you offer. If you don't know it, then you will not be able to see it in turn or in return bless your lives. So knowledge is the key. Knowledge is the key. And that's why we are studying these things. Praise the Lord. We have again Naphtali. Naphtali, we have talked a, a little bit about him. You know, God recognizes him as one, as one of the children. And so when the corporate blessing was coming, he was part of the corporate blessing. There's a corporate blessing that covers you the minute you say you are born again. But then there is also the individual blessing. There are things God will do because of you. Very little also is known of Naphtali. But there was a prophecy, a prophecy that was given by the man Isaiah, prophet Isaiah, chapter 9, 
the first and second verses. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. Nevertheless, the dimness shall not be such as was in her vexation, when at the first he lightly afflicted the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward did more grievously afflict her by the way of the sea beyond Jordan in Galilee of the nations. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them had the light shined. Uh -uh. The first verse tells us about what came upon them. The second verse now says, Behold, there is a light, not just light, a great light has come upon them. The shadow of death that engulfed them has to give way. That is the lot of the children of Naphtali. Now, when you go to Matthew, <laughs> something very significant here. Matthew chapter 4, verse 13 to 16. He did not stay in Nazareth, but went to live in Capernaum, a town by Lake Galilee, in the territory of Zebulon and Naphtali. This was done to make what the prophet Isaiah had said come through. 15. Land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, on the road to the sea, on the other side of the Jordan, Galilee, land of the Gentiles. 16. The people who live in darkness will see a great light. On those who live in the dark land of death, the light will shine. Amen. Now, what we are seeing here is what the Lord Jesus Christ probably had read because he was a, a student of the Old Testament. He referred to the Old Testament. It was him. He was the word of God. You know, there was something that was written and that land was in total darkness, shadow of darkness. You know, the Bible tells us when Jesus Christ left Nazareth. Now, this was happening immediately after the temptation. Matthew chapter 4 is known for the temptation. Same thing as Luke chapter 4, when Satan tempted him when he was in the wilderness. When he came out of that, remember he had not started his ministry. When he came out of all of that, he left, he departed and went into Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum. Now Capernaum obviously is a city in the coast, in the border of Zebulun and Naphtali. Now, that was the area because the land had serious issues. The prophecy was it will happen, it will be so terrible for them. And apparently, it was very terrible for them. So, when Jesus Christ was to start his own ministry, where did he go first? This same city. Look at it. In verse 16, where that was the end of the prophecy. Verse 17 says, from that time, Jesus began, are you seeing it? Yeah. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So what we're seeing is that though Naphtali was a, a small, not small, was a nation that not much was known for, 
it was the nation God Almighty decided to start this work of redemption. To preach that they were the first to hear the, the good news as was spoken by the prophets, you know, in the book of Isaiah. For the reason that the word of God must be fulfilled, Jesus Christ moved to start his ministry. He began his ministry in this land of Naphtali. So this is a word of encouragement that you may see yourself, you know, as someone that God had plans for. Never see yourself as someone who is hopeless. No matter the situation that you come across, no matter the situation, even when everything seems to be upside down around your life, know it that as you have come to be counted as one of the lords, that he has something for you and it will come to pass in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. I was very moved when I studied this. I started smiling. You know, I came out of my room very happy. I didn't know what was making me happy, but the assurance, you know, that I'm walking into blessedness, that I was actually identified and recognized, not by mere men, you know. And if men today refuse to see the light or refuse to understand the kind of person that I am, sooner or later, they will know that I am a child of God and my father is the almighty God that created the whole, the whole world, heaven and earth. They will know sooner or later it will be made plain, it will be made open. So I came out very happy, very fulfilled. And this is the time people will ask you, waiting they make her laugh, <laughs> waiting they make you smile. And then you tell them that Jesus they make you smile. It is well with us. Amen. We believe you've been blessed by listening to this episode of Time Out with the Lord with Dr. Mrs. Senye Obi Lulu Briggs. You can join our daily meetings on Zoom and Skype by logging on to our website at www.timeoutwiththelord.com. For daily messages and encouragement, you can also add us on WhatsApp with the number plus 447506693440. For more information, please call 084-555-188 or 084-554-430. We invite you to worship with us on Sundays by 10 a.m. at the Chapel of God International Worship Center at number 22 Forces Avenue, OGRA, Port Harcourt, Nigeria. Remember, you are God's most beloved.